This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 28. How y'all doing? Uh, Starting off a little aggressive here, just feeling the energy of being back and uh, getting back into the groove. Uh, It's been pretty fun out there, I'm not going to lie. Not a lot of size, but, um, you know, there's been some waves here in uh, the South Bay as well as Venice. I've been surfing venice a lot and porto a lot just keeping it local it hasn't seemed like it's worth it to really venture anywhere else um have had a couple of great days over at the pier uh surfing with my homegirl jacqueline uh paul of attack of fame uh glenn of uh glennis venice fame uh i know you guys probably follow his instagram account uh gives you the daily report from the pier uh, as well as some other people, uh, Jimmy Jufro made it down one day, and it's been fun. I mean, I think, you know, the waves aren't the best thing I've ever seen, but we've been dying for anything, so it's been, it's been what it is. Uh, so, you know, we're making the best of it. The other thing, too, is I think what's unique to surfing is that with a really good vibe of people in the water, you know, you can make the most mediocre waves seem like the best day you've ever had. I know we had one day at the Venice Pier for like a two hour period where they weren't big waves at all or, you know, sizable or anything. But it was a decent shape. It was clean. There was no wind. And it was just a vibe in the water for the people there, like everybody, you know, communicating, talking to each other, having a great time, catching waves together, you know, spotting each other on waves, which is always fun. It was just a great vibe, and I think it's, you know, it reinforces that thing of, like, we got to go out there and just have fun and talk instead of getting inside our own heads. You know, that's that's the thing. I think the biggest thing I'm starting to learn is, like, you know, I used to be one of these guys that just goes out into the lineup and is very silent and, like, pretty focused on what's going on and kind of in my own world and, you know, casually say hi to people, but I wouldn't get too involved in the conversation. I think now that I'm opening up myself a little bit more, um, it's made the sessions a lot better. And that's been on the advice of some people that I've had on the podcast and friends of mine who are just like, you know, you got to open up a little bit. I know for me personally, it probably comes from like my skateboarding background in New York where I would just kind of be in my own world as much as I'd be skating with my boys, Huff and Keenan and Gino and those guys, I would definitely kind of be in my own headspace um surfing i think is a little different i think you benefit from that talking to each other kind of thing getting to know each other you know you don't have to be best friends but you know being in the water there's nothing like i think first thing in the morning you see familiar faces that you can actually like rely on um you know for things uh so i don't know i i i've been having a lot of fun uh switching between my log and a mid-length um i'm excited i have some new boards coming soon uh, Chris Hall is shaping me a, uh, a jazz pin. Uh, if you haven't checked out Chris Hall's boards, they're pretty sick. I just love how foil the rails are and how thin they are. I think they work a lot better for the beach break situations and uh, logging in beach break situations. I also have a, a fish that he's making for me, and I think that's going to be a little bit later, but I'm really excited to get that log and get in the water. Um, I have some mid-lengths that I'm kind of working on um, getting next couple of weeks um so dying to try those out uh and again luckily there's been some waves there's a little bit of pickup you know so we'll see how it goes but let's get to it this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 28 make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew 
Make sure to check out our page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com as well as our full description on your iTunes player where we have track listings, links of things that we're talking about, links that pertain to people we're talking with. And this week we're talking with Hudson Ritchie. Hudson Ritchie is a surfer um, at a South Bay, uh, really amazing style, has a really interesting story. A protege, I would say a protege of Mike Ciordius. Mike is the one who turned me on to him uh, about being on the podcast. So we have a little interview with him. I hope you guys will enjoy that. Also have a couple of short takes uh, this week. Uh, one having to do with uh, Mick Fanning, uh, kind of retiring from the tour, which I think is interesting. Uh, a video that Levi Prairie put out uh, called Dirty Martini. Um, we also have uh, some stuff having to do with Lion Heron, uh, who's <clears throat> battling another bout of cancer and tumors. Uh, and I'll talk about that and how you could help out, as well as Dylan Reeder's mom, who's uh, raising money for Leukemia Foundation uh, in the memory of her son uh, as she runs the uh, Rock and Roll Half Marathon in San Diego. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to get into some tracks, and then I'll check in with you guys in a little bit with the interview. Peace. Oh, 
one, it's number one, y'all. Brother Black, the B is back. So take this out. Come on. You don't need no time. Oh, yeah. It's cool out loud, y'all. Telling rap Magellan, I ain't telling. Them niggas ran in the spot for selling. Word up, pushed up, man got mushed up. Seen him at a rap show, acting like bad cat, though glasses gold. Shining like a real big boy. This nigga had mega ice on chips, ahoy. Cats around it, this political brown kid. All out the window, my man walked in. Pulling mitts out, son had bad clientele. Order me Chris Dell twice, Keon. 
chill, watch them niggas. Hey yo, that clicks on my estate, they bubble away and far rock away with Blake Carrington. You know the kid with the most dope getters and zeros on fashion. Click, they rock low sweaters. That's my man, that's my man too. Call him up on the strength of the wolf and watch me game do grab the cell. I got a heist to pull off well. At the end of the week, I'm buying you a L Lexus, nigga. I ain't talking my Hancock. No time for we plus no time to get locked. That night, up in the staircase, cousin had me lay style skied all out of my face. We gon' get that crunchy chump all of his lungs. Don't try to front, you was sweating his hill fitting. Guess who walked in, having it, his man from Farragut. Confront him with the Ruga on his back, walking black. Where's your man? Where's Sky Blue land at? Stop playing woo in the back, smack them with the gas. Yo! Money said he be in 15. He's not lying. Wait for the millennia green to pull up. He got the Donna Karen shit on two rings. Six carats a piece plus the chain swing. Like anchors on ships flooded with all diamond chips. Back pockets, two clips, four fifths with rubber grips. Laying two bottles of brass. I was slaying, meditating. Red dot be waiting for my payment. Heard the key in the lock. Cock the Glock. Turn the lights out. Dip behind the couch. Key on gag his mouth. Infrared at his head when he entered. But a sore periella slether with Dorinda. A friend of Keon's wife, Kenya. The bitch large. In life. Yo, shorty be fucking mad Colombian, nigga. Fuck it, get on the floor, meet the black Lex Luthor. Strip fast, the bitch out on Claiborne drawers. Yo, Ray, you're about to scrape for a chill ghost. Thought for a second, turned around, threw the nine on his meatloaf. Yo, where's the cash in the stash that's mixed? I don't know. Shot his hand, he started screaming like a bitch. The nine years, that's 36 seasons. Shit is changed up for all types of reasons. Stat now and ain't the same. Shit is lame, no familiar faces, son. I'm dodging the game. I want a clean slate, but these cops straight screwing. Snatching me up off the block, what am I doing? Oh, it's officer dangling his sidekick, Barry. Driving me around the hood, so I can worry. See how fucked up it is, crackheads on every corner. Kids in the schoolyard smoking marijuana, I ain't feeling it. This ain't the way I let these blocks. And my name faded out like some old damn socks. I want respect. These streets was my playground once. I was the mad cross 110 funny stunts. Not once would a nigga test me or get sassy. I'ma walk down the streets and see they all bless me. Closing in on this old body of 
it was the church woman. Pop skated off. I was in pair, the introvert youngin'. A lot changed my course from nowhere to my first onion. Then them cops came across, flashed the badge, took my stash, told my little ass get lost, threw me off. When my grind was prime time then, you could step on and stretch mine to a nine times ten. I was gone. Remembering though that that fine line thin, so I studied the chessboard and we were all blind men. Dealers ran the streets, but the thieves ran them. I was a killer underneath, but needed expansion, something to constitute being high in the coop. The cries from my youth, so I applied for the suit. Salute to the enforcer, call me officer now. Supporter, paraphernalia, I toss it around. The link to the cartel, courses is down. It's that Denzel and training day shit, caution my grounds. Been on the Can you see life closing in on this old body of mine? Uh. <laughs> what is it you want to do when you grow up? Hey, yo, I'm going to be on Ted out. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. Cause the nonsense is yet to stop. Jake, shake me down. Haters wanna take me down, break me down, clap. All they heard was a sound. Yo, I scoped it out. I took your weak dream and choked it out. Your bitch don't really got no ass. She just poked it out on the D-Lo. I'm saying you versus me, yo. We can do this shit right here. In front of your people, see time is money, kid. And BS walks. And to me, it's funny, kid, when you meet heads talk. I see Fed Star. They want to dig up the dirt, son. Is it me they hawk? Because I be putting in work, Gonna son. be on Tidal. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stonewalled. Blackballed, I own y'all. The veteran running my plan. I'm the better man. Crazy raw. Doing my job like the mob. Blazing y'all and disappearing in the fog or a mist. And chicks can't resist what I kick. They be begging for attention on some more of the deals, Nick. Word up, baby. Someone may have to get hurt up, baby. Shit is mad shady, but I got to get the gravy. Platinum respect like the force of attack Keep you hitting the deck Feeling heat in your chest Banging your thoughts with the hot onslaught A kid got shot on the spot for going where he should not Viciously, I make history instantly Those other lame-ass loser-ass niggas They can't fuck with me I'm doing my thing now To lamp later on Paid me shit with some fly gators on But now I'm grimy as they get Mud on my pants and shirt I bet you niggas out here know I be putting in work I'm gonna be on Tidal That's all my eyes can see Victory is mine Yeah, surprisingly I've been laying Waiting for your next mistake I put in work And watch my status escalate
Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 28. Hope you guys been digging the tracks. Started off with something new, mixed in a little old, and uh, kind of went a little all over the place. Again, I'm trying to mix it up as much as possible so it's not boring. I'm trying to step outside my usual uh, kind of library that I get stuck into. And just like anybody else, I think I get really stuck into this like 10 hip hop artist phase, and I just it, it sometimes I need to be broken out of it. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do on these episodes now is kind of break out of that a bit more. But let's do the housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 28. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, as well as our full description on your iTunes player, uh, where we have track listings, things we're talking about, links pertaining to things uh, we're talking to people with. Um, in this case, we're talking to Hudson Ritchie. I saw Hudson Ritchie a couple of years ago at the first the first hot dogger championship and uh, loved his style, kind of been watching him from afar, the things that he's been doing with MS surfboards and rhythm. And then, you know, Mike Ciordia is like, hey, look, you've got to really interview this guy and get him on there. Um, so I was really interested in it. Um, so Mike helped that happen. Thank you, Mike. And uh, Hudson invited us into his house where he talked about uh, growing up in the South Bay, growing up in a surfing family, uh, some interesting things about music and uh, learning how to fly planes. Uh, so without further ado, here's the interview and I hope you guys enjoy. So where, where were you born where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Torrance, California, which is, but I live in Redondo. Okay. I've always lived in Redondo. We're in the house right now that I that you grew up in. Grew up in. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Huh? Now, <laughs> yeah. how did you, how did you first get into surfing? Um, I, my whole family surfs. My oh, dad, okay. yeah. My dad, my dad grew up in San Diego, uh-huh. and he was a big surfer down there. And then, um, and my mom surfs as well. My brother surfs. My sister surfs. I just like you're I just, just a surfing family. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't remember when I started. Like it just like natural, like just yeah. kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, there's little pictures of like my dad and I out at like Waikiki, and I was just like a little little kid. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's I've like queens surfed. and shit. Yeah, just like chilling with my dad on the top of his board and I don't think I could like stand honestly uh-huh. <laughs> but it was fun uh, so you grew up surfing here like in the South Bay yeah so I've always grown up here um, started out um, my brother was a shortboarder uh-huh. and, um, and so I wanted a shortboard but then we always kind of my, my mom loved longboarding she always thought it was prettier uh-huh. <laughs> um my brother did longboard, but he, he focused on shortboarding for sure. Okay. And um, and then I went to, uh, I learned to surf like really at PV Surf Camp. Oh, really? Which is where I m- met Mike Ciorda and okay. Scotty Brightison and a bunch. So were they like the instructors there? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, they were like <laughs> teenagers. I was like a little kid and I used to surf on a boogie board. Uh-huh. And then, um, and so that's like, yeah, I've literally known like Mike since I was like, Five or six. Oh shit! Like so young. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, and so then I learned to surf there, and then um, just surfing these beach breaks. Not a lot of people longboard, but um, there's like the main guys like uh, like Mike Ciorda, um, Eddie Salt, mm-hmm. um, Scotty Bredesen, um, Sean O'Brien. All those guys. I was lucky enough to kind of like fall into like into their laps, and they kind of. Showed me the right way. So were they the, kind of the, your first like surf mentors? Or yeah. 
Um, Mike definitely like took me under his wing a lot. Uh-huh. Um, he got me on Hippie Tree. Okay. And, um, he got me on Becker for the first sponsor I had. Oh, that's awesome. Which was sick because Becker's just like a local, yeah, yeah, know, local surf shop. And um, well, actually, they're not local anymore, but <laughs> they're kind of everywhere. They're not. They, oh yeah, yeah, they have to have but, a um, location now. But yeah, and so they he got me on, on Becker, which was cool. I started getting some boards from Jose Barahona, and uh, he was really cool. And um, and then where did I go from there? Mike and I just kept surfing and surfing, uh-huh. and uh, he showed me yeah the right way to longboard. Uh-huh. And uh, was it more kind of in person, or was he like being like, "Hey, check out this video"? Was it like any of that stuff? No, it was all it was all, all in person. It's like, don't I, do I, this, I, do this. I mean, like I remember like watching longboard movies as a kid for sure but mostly not yeah <laughs> I think it was just like just going surf, just uh-huh. going to surf and then Mike being like don't do that uh-huh. do that don't yeah, do that he's very good about that <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> and, and, and also like and, and Ed Ed Salt like he's just funny he's hilarious he'd paddle out and just like scream at me the entire time <laughs> in like a loving way but yeah no, he's he's a, he's a great guy, and he does the the hot dogger. Right? Yeah, that yeah, the hot dogger stick. <laughs> um, so you you grew up surfing here. Um, was it like competitive surfing a, a like a part of it, or was it um, no? There's a local surf like a surf contest series called the South Bay Board Riders, uh-huh. and um, I always did that because it was fun. It was just a bunch of my friends um, surfing against each other. Did that, and then. Um, I thought I was doing pretty well, so then I, my mom and I heard about the Musa Festival over okay. in uh, Australia. We went, we did a trip over to there. When was that? Like how long ago? Um, uh, four years ago now. Okay. Four or five years. Four years ago. Okay. And um, yeah, I went over there at the time. I was riding for a night train surfboards. Uh huh. My friend JT down in. Um, oh, Mike. and Mike was riding for them too. Mike was riding. For, yeah, so I basically just followed Mike. And that's awesome. Because Mike was on Hippie Tree. I got yeah. on Hippie Tree. Mike. Got me on Becker. Mike went to Night Train. I went to Night Train. Yeah. I did everything Mike did. Um, and then, so JT was, we were, I think it was like, it was Costa Mesa or somewhere down south. Uh-huh. And um, I was riding his boards and they were really, really great. He treated me really well. And then um, went over to Australia and loved it over there. It just like, it was like a different. Oh, yeah. So different. It's so cool because first day of Palo out, I'm surfing with like, these kids that are my age at first point like shredding and like I don't I haven't like surfed with kids like my age at the time I was like 12 or 13 uh-huh. that like longboarded yeah um, it was really just like me and like Nathan right strong and um, and and so like to pal out the first session and just see all these kids like ripping I was just like wow like, yeah. it's a scene over here <laughs> what were some of those do you remember some of those guys oh yeah they're my best friends oh okay Jordy Spee uh-huh. um, and I mean, Kai, and it's Kale Kolpker. I mean, the whole, like, the MS crew. It was just, like, it was right. these kids, and that's, like, what made me, like, want to be on MS so bad because mm-hmm. these kids, I went out there, and I, don't, I haven't seen any kids my age, like, ripping on a longboard. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're just, like, tearing me apart. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, like, this is so cool. That's awesome. So is that how you got on MS, by, like, hooking up with that crew? Yeah, so the first year I went over there, um, the first session I went out there, like, before I even caught a wave, um, Mitch Sermon uh-huh. of MS. Um, he came up to me and he uh, he was just he was like what's up man like how are you just like out in the water just came up to me started talking and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I told him like oh it was like actually my first session like, over here and, and he was just like super nice introduced me to all all uh, Kai 
Jordan and everyone. And um, and then, and so that, we kind of were on like first name basis the whole year. Yeah. And then, um, or like that time I was during there, I was there for the festival. And then I was back the next year and, uh, and I was surfing with Mitch and I was, I don't know, surfing a little bit better. Mitch offered me to like be on the team. And I said, I was like, yes. <laughs> That's not a question. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, I want. I don't know. It's like the boards are the boards are different. They're they're really different. How how so? Um, really pulled in pulled in like pinch rails. Really really pinch rails. Yeah. Um, basically they're not they're not made to nose ride. Mm-hmm. You can nose ride them for sure. Yeah. But we like we kind of want to focus on turning. Yeah. Turning the board, getting the board around. Um, getting like speed. Mm-hmm. I mean speed and turns is all about yeah. surfing. Yeah yeah. <laughs> um, Anyone can nose ride. Yeah, um, it's all about trying to generate speed. What's like, that whole involve? Like their their boards out there are more for like this involvement style. Yeah, it's really involved. Yeah, it's it's they're different. Like um, like I have concave through my board right now through the tail through the, through the really it goes through the yeah the fin box. Um, it's more of a channel with upturned rails. So then there's water like pushing through uh-huh. through the back, and then there's and then if you like watch it on like some of like my videos, if you slow it down, there's like, you know, water pushing out as well, mm-hmm. upturn rails. So I don't know, it's just kind of like a concept Mitch had. It's called Cinnamon Girl. It's like uh, my favorite model for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, it it goes for sure. Yeah, and the funniest thing is though, those boards almost make more sense for these beach breaks than like a nose ride it does. Yeah, but yeah, it just needs, it needs, it needs a, it needs like hollow wave. Yeah. Um, it needs it needs face. It can't it can't be fat. Like yeah. I will not surf Santa on that board. I was gonna say you can't, right? You it's, can't. It's not gonna work. No, unless it's like draining the tide. Yeah. And there's the inside, but like no, it's you need you need a wave, um, which is hard around here too yeah. because you have the beach breaks. Yeah. But also, it's nice to have like um, like a traditional longboard on some of these beach breaks mm-hmm. when it's high tide. Yeah, yeah. When it's um, a little fatter. So. When it's a little fatter. Uh, these boards are made for like first point noosa yeah which is like a draining little point break yeah that you're like levitating when you're on the nose <laughs> yeah it's insane i mean i'm i'm going there i think next year oh, for sick. the noosa film fe- uh, for the surf festival yeah so i'm like i'm like I'll be there. yeah oh that's <laughs> like a whole bunch I, of I go in march i go on the fourth of march oh so you're going this year yeah so how long do you usually go for? Like two weeks, three weeks? Well, last year I went for three months. Because <laughs> I ended oh, up, excuse me. <laughs> I, I, like, I didn't mean to. I was going to go for two and a half weeks, but it just like, you go and you see everyone there. My yeah. friend's telling me to go to New Zealand. My friend's telling me to go here. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't not go. So Did you go to New Zealand when you were down there? Yeah. Did you go to that single fin mingle? Thing? Yeah. Oh, you did My go to that? Ambrose, yeah, puts on the single fin mingle. How was that? It was amazing. It's, it's an awesome contest. And um, it's grown so much because I remember when it started a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, like, there it's, were like ten people there, and then I watched a video from last year, and I was like, Holy yeah, shit. yeah, it was awesome. I uh, Ambrose, my friend Ambrose, he uh, puts on a great contest. It's a good local town, and uh, everyone should go and surf in it. it it's near Christchurch. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, oh, he would kill me if I didn't know the name of the of the, <laughs> of the town. Um, but anyways, go there. It's really good. Um, the waves are just like it's just a beach break, so you never know what you're gonna get. Right. For the um, last year, the waves were pretty fun the whole time. But then uh-huh. the final I had was 
It was really good. So you were in the final. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I got I got third. Oh okay. Won my money back. <laughs> so you're not like, good enough. I broke even. No, like, I, I think like, I, I made money. Casino, I think yeah. I made money. There's money in it, so go serve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always see like I've been following it for the last couple. Like you know, it's really cool to see things like that. The, obviously the Noosa, the Noosa Festival and like the Byron Bay Festival which is going on now like those are the big ones yeah. that have been around for years right but then you see like the Mexi Log Fest the, the single thing yeah. mingle and then like the stuff that Davis puts, up, puts on and like again the hot dogger like it's really <laughs> cool, cool to see those kind of like because they are like I think at least from an outsider's perspective it's our tour yeah, so yeah. but it's like also like, they're, very spe- they're very specific to the location right like in terms of oh, yeah. vibe yeah, right? for sure. It's all different. Yeah, and which is cool. Which is really cool. Um, I mean, yeah, the Noosa Fest is like Australian vibe, and that's just like another level. Yeah. And then um, you got the Hot Dogger, which is on a way another level. Yeah. Because you are pulling into mile-long closeouts. Yeah. When it's like two inches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And... Um, there's never been like perfect conditions for it. <laughs> no, it's Hermosa Beach. It's like yeah. the worst beach break ever. But it's like fun. But it gets good. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I've surfed it a couple of times. Like I remember, what was it, two years ago? It was like actually the day before my daughter was born. That's how I remember. <laughs> and it was actually like a really like I was I was I went to go meet uh, Morgan down there. Yeah. And I was like I was like oh I really don't want to surf this like this is gonna suck and I paddled out and I was like. This isn't bad. This is no, it gets fun. good. Yeah, this is kind of fun. <laughs> but most of the time, it's bad. Yeah, but that's like the South Bay, right? Like in general, it's like ninety yeah. percent of the time it's horrible, and then there's that one day, that yes. glimmer of hope. And it's not even one day; it's that like one hour, right? It's that yeah. one hour, like, and uh, it's like <laughs> wind is so perfect. Good. It's sort of been like that this winter. Like I know Mikey and I have like surfed a bunch of days, like at Porto, where he's like, "Okay, just wait fifteen minutes; it's gonna be fine." And then it's like, we have a forty-five minute window where it's great, and then all of a sudden it's like, "All right, we're leaving." We're like genies. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's gonna come. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good about that. Um, so now with the MS boards, you uh, you get them shipped out here. They ship them to you. Um. Or you well, just usually, do. I just go over there and um, like yeah. for the Nusa Pass, and then he like ha- he makes a board for me. Okay. Um, treats me very nice. It's awesome for letting me uh, get boards. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because they're they're not cheap over there. No, no, no. I know that. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, he he's really cool. Um, I go over there and he has a board for me, um, and I just bring it back. And I'm the luckiest kid. Who are some of the like like when you've gone out to like Musa First Point? Who are like like when you saw, not these people that necessarily you're friends with now, yeah. um, but who are some of the people that you were like, oh shit, like? Oh, I mean, you fell out there and you're surfing with you're surfing with like Harrison Roach. Yeah, he's a pretty good surfer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a fan of ours. Yeah, we're trying to get him on the podcast. And um, and then I mean, I think the first year I was there. Dane Peterson was there, but mm-hmm. I see Dane all the time yeah. in Malibu now, but yeah. then I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, surfing with Mitch, seeing Mitch surf was a treat, and you're seeing Thomas also. Um, I don't know, there's so many shredders out there. Yeah, I, I know anytime like, I see video of like even like some like, I would say like an intermediate surfer like session like they're like they just yeah. post on YouTube like the, the people in the background you're, oh, like, yeah. you're like why didn't you just film that <laughs> why didn't you just like that's who I want to see but it also seems like like for me like whenever I watch it, it seems like as much as chaos there is going on there like there's kind of like everybody could get on a wave and everyone's chill like it doesn't well there's just like yeah there's respect like they know yeah. how to like yeah. they all know how to like 
the rules of surfing. You go to Malibu and just everyone burns everybody. It's terrible. Yeah, Malibu is the worst. If you go there and like, and you backpedal someone, like you're gonna get called out for it. Yeah, which is good. Which no, is no, exactly how it should be. And that's the thing. Like, so are those some of the things? Like, so these like these unwritten rules that like everybody should know. Yeah. Which like you wish there was like some I know. Bible. Well, but you do, go to like Rincon and there's like that. that yeah, thing. the plaque. <laughs> the plaque. <laughs> yeah. people. Anyone they else. have that at, don't they have that at like Pleasure Point too I think like they have it yeah, at a bunch of so. places like I always think it's they funny need it everywhere people need like sleep with on their roofs yeah because there are some like basic con- like concepts it's funny like you know I only started surfing like four and a half years ago mm-hmm. and I like like guaranteed like the first year I'm out I'm like kind of fucking clueless I don't know what the oh. fuck is going on but yeah. you pick on up on it yeah. pretty quick like the first time mm-hmm. you get yelled at about something you're like okay I don't do this again <laughs> like, Dude, I've gotten like so rousted sometimes I got my board like piled out to the middle of the ocean at Malibu and I like swam like a little girl oh my god <laughs> but it like it taught you it taught me for sure yeah I, think I mean like I've gone called out so many times in Malibu yeah and it's like you feel terrible about it because you're just like oh no it's so embarrassing but, but then that... but it all passes by and like and you just learn from it <laughs> now who are now besides like Mike and the older generation who are some of the guys like your age that you're like surfing with like after? my age um uh like well, Jordan, like Jordan, mm-hmm. um, he's like my really good friend, and he he shreds, and um, Nathan Strom's really good. Mm-hmm. He, um, yeah, he's really good. And uh, Grant Noble, yeah, Grant's pretty good, good surfer. Chris Hall, local, yeah, local guy. Um, Chris is a really good friend of mine, and um, River Cor- River Kobe. Oh, I don't know. He's from a. Down south, makes that really cool art. He does really cool art on his Instagram. He like photoshops uh, nature into certain. Oh, pictures. he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow that, that account. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you're just the art guy now. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like <laughs> I always see like because I see people like like Cassia sometimes is like reposting his stuff, yeah. and I'm like, who is like who's doing yeah. this like kind of crazy shit? Yeah, and so um, uh, Nick Melson's really really good surfer. He's down south as well. All those Santa kids shred. Yeah, there's yeah. that whole like pocket of kids that like a lot of people uh-huh. don't even know who the hell they are and they're your kind they of they don't care <laughs> which is awesome like yeah. I, I, I we used to go down there a lot like two years ago before we had the kid we would go there a lot and we're actually going we used to go camping down at San Mateo to uh-huh. surf the weekend like probably four times a year five times a year mm-hmm. and I also had an office down in Laguna that I used to like I'm like fuck it I'm down here I'm gonna go and surf I just I, it's the last two years has been like I've gone maybe like five times a year which is yeah. like a bummer I mean, I they will kill me for saying this, but I don't like I, I don't like the waves. I don't like Sano. I don't like See, the waves. I, <laughs> I go I go there for the fire pits. I yeah. love the fire pits of Sano. <laughs> See, better. I love the point, like the point in four doors for me. Yeah. Like I don't want to surf. It gets fun for sure, and but, I like it when it gets a little bit bigger. Yeah, like there's a couple of days. Like, oh yeah, I mean I've seen videos of the kids at Sano, and it's like it's so good sometimes. Yeah, but I'm just like never there. It's, yeah, you're like yeah. no. I've had friends of mine who've come up with me. They're like, you made me come for this shit. I'm like, sorry, it kind of sucks today. Um, but it's a great beach, and there's a lot of history there. Yeah, today. and it's like a great for me. It's like you know, being like 
married and having a kid like it's actually one of the best things because like we go down there and it's like my wife and kid like hang out and I get to surf like five, oh, yeah. five sessions during the day <laughs> I know. like and I'm like okay I can't really do that anywhere else yeah true That's like true. my wife's gonna be like okay time to go like I'm fucking <laughs> bored there she's just like like my kid could play around Malibu's like that too but Malibu's just like it sucks like it's honestly like first of all like I think all the sand that's like kind of moved around it's not the same wave it's like oh, it, no, it's, yeah. it's different too much rain last year yeah it's way different it's, it's so sectioning there's, off there's a big fat section and then a fast section yeah it's I mean still Malibu and it's kind of fun yeah now outside of surfing um, one of the things that you're really into is music how'd you get into like music like who like, yeah. really got um, yeah I love music my dad my dad's a really good uh, guitarist okay and so I've always grown up around music he he taught me how to play guitar uh-huh. um, at, like pretty young and then I bought my uh, my first my first uh, Telecaster when I was like 13 uh-huh. and then I and then I kind of I always had my dad's opinion but on what I play but kind of went my own, my own route my dad likes country a lot I like um, kind of like surf rock, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been really into like psych jazz okay. lately, um, soul as well. But um, yeah, so um, bought my first guitar and I really liked it. Started playing in a band called the Substandards, uh-huh. and that was the name my dad made up because when my dad was like a little kid, he had a fake band uh-huh. with like the fake like or with the little like drum set you would get for Christmas, uh-huh. and his dad called them the Substandards. Uh-huh. So then we called our t- uh, us the Substandards, <laughs> and um, and then that band fizzled away. It was fun though. We played a couple like local shows, house parties. Yeah. That fizzled away, and then um, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to find a band around here. Like there's really? not a lot of like there's a lot of musicians, but then they're all like in bands. <laughs> so they're already like committed to like what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. But um, so then I just kind of started making my own music. Uh-huh. Um, I built a studio in my in my garage. It was basically just junk, like. It was just a, a wall of junk, and then I had some like some foam stuff, and then um, and then recently I came up on like did like this movie part thing, and I got like a ton, of, I got some money, spent it all within like, a week, built a legit studio. Oh, well, that's how it goes, man. Soundproofed it all. Um, yeah, it's it's like my dream studio. I'm in there all the time, making like uh, I record music a lot now. So do you have a band, or is it just like you pretty much solo? Uh, just me, like solo. I like I record with a lot of people though. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people help me out, like record keys on some of my songs. Uh-huh. I, I have a really good crew of friends that are musicians, um, and but I'll put I'll play in bands and stuff. We'll uh-huh. play shows, but a lot of the kids that do play music, they're all in college for music. <laughs> oh, they're like studying it professionally, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. So you're but, all self-taught. Yeah. Okay. So it's crazy because I played in a band. Or I played a show with these guys last month, and um, they—they're all musicians. Like they—they they read music. They know the keys from like from they can hear the keys, um, which is crazy playing with them because I'm self-taught. I, I I go from like my ear. I know like my modes and where where to play on the yeah. guitar. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, when someone ch- but they're like shouts out like this is okay. We're doing like. Like key, we're gonna yeah. do E flat, and, yeah. go, and you're like, that's yeah, uh. no, like that, I can, that I, I can do that, but it's just like, all right, we're gonna play this, but drop the seventh and add the thirteenth, add sub six, like it's like, what are you talking and about? You're like, that's, yeah. and, and so, so playing with those guys, I learned so much, and yeah. um, and we played like this fun art show, and um, 
But it's crazy because, you know, they'll be like, oh, we should play this song. And then they'll pull up the sheet music on the computer and they'll all look at it for like five minutes and like, all right, let's play it. Boom, got it. And they'll play it. And I'm sitting here just like, like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, can we go through this a couple of times? Yeah, <laughs> so we and, try this out? And, and but it all worked out. We played. It was, it was a great show. Did yeah. it get? Does it get you more interested in music theory when you see stuff like that? Yeah, I, I mess around with music theory a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, um, I don't know. I try and almost stick away from it too mm-hmm. because it, it's good and it's bad. You yeah, say. I think it can lock you in. Like, I think I think if yeah. you get too like. I remember for a while, like I used to play bass, and I remember yeah. in, in bands in New York, and I remember I got really into it, and it almost ruined my improv- improvisational yeah, skills sure. because I was kind of like in the back of my mind, I was always like, I could, okay, theory wise, this is where this goes, yeah, and it kind of like just fucking forced it a lot, of right? Times. But then also, it's cool seeing the, those kids that I was playing with put theory mm-hmm. to jam to like to jamming and putting it into writing music mm-hmm. because. Um, that's when it that's when it, it comes into like oh yeah that's been, and it becomes fun because you know you know how to write a song you know how to make it interesting mm-hmm. you know if you want to do a key change you know what key change that is yeah um, you're not kind of doing the guesswork the, the guesswork. guesswork's it's, taken yeah, out exactly um, it gives you it, it does like I, I would just, I would say then probably it like frees you up right in a sense of sure. like okay yeah. here's a roadmap yeah of the song like how yeah. I could do it and then it's my not job, but it's my talent comes in where yeah. I could actually like make it fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah, mu- music's awesome like that because you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can be creative on how you want to be. Just like you can choose the way you want to serve. Yeah. So, what are some of the bands that like you like really into now? Right now, right now, yeah, like I said, a lot of like kind of psych jazz or or jazz like George Benson. I'm listening to a lot of George Benson. Um, some funk. Like some Tower of Power. That's pretty awesome. It's Tower of Power is really cool. Um, the Average White Band is uh. red. Uh, I don't know. Do you get like into Justin that? Timberlake? <laughs> I have a man crush on Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Do you get into any of that Eddie Hazel stuff? What? Eddie Hazel stuff? No, I don't know Eddie. Uh, the guitar player from Funkadelic. Oh. He's basically like the second oh, coming. Oh, yeah, he's head. crazy. He was like the I second I don't know coming. him. I don't like remember. I just know like... All the songs that like he's played. There's like this random. You could find it. There's this random. They call it a solo album. It's not a solo album. I used to be a funkadelic like fanatic. Really? Okay. Uh-oh. And so it's this random solo album. They call. They bill it as a solo album. What it is? It's all outtakes from their studio sessions of just him playing, and they put like a drum beat underneath it, and they put some like like Billy bass records and bass lines to it, and it's like, I think it's something like. 20 to 30 tracks that are about oh like God. two, three minutes long that are in like you're it's too like, much funk for me. Yeah. But it's not, but the thing is, it's not even like funk. It's like he was doing like psych really? weird. That's like funny. if you listened to and didn't know it was him, you'd be like, oh, this is from Electric Ladyland. Like yeah. these are outtakes from Jimi Hendrix's Electric Ladyland. Yeah. Like this doesn't sound like, and then also, like, no, this is Eddie Hazel. Like, That's cool. Fuck. I'll look it up. Um, I used to be really into like that whole like. The genre of music like yeah. a, you're a bass player like it's like okay you gotta learn like oh every my God. funk song you gotta learn every yeah. jazz song like kind of thing I uh, feel like the, I don't know what I think of music I think music relates to surfing a lot because um, I think jazz because mm-hmm. I look at jazz like the longboarding of surfing and yeah. like so many people will hate me for saying this but if you can write a longboard you can write a shortboard yeah if you can write a shortboard you can't always write a longboard mm-hmm. um, good you can yeah. ride one, but you can't ride it while looking 
Okay. You look like you're a shortboarder riding a yeah. longboard. <laughs> but if you're a longboarder, you know where to put your board on the wave. Yeah. You know where to generate speed because you've been riding a 10-foot log. Mm -hmm. You can't get it from jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, so you know where to put the board on the wave to generate speed. And um, I think that's like jazz, where if you can play jazz, you've learned already the, the hardest chords there are to learn. Um, if you play jazz, you can play you can play surf rock. Mm -hmm. You can oh, play yeah. uh, you, maybe not maybe not punk. Punk's pretty fast. No, but, no, but then look at look at like for instance like like the Minutemen, right? And Firehost. Yeah, yeah. Like they knew how to play jazz yeah. and they put their own like they yeah. did play punk and they kinda like their yeah. version of punk. I feel like jazz is or jazz is like the grandfather of mm -hmm. music. Yeah, I know like when I played music that was the thing that like like I started off in a punk band. Like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna learn these fucking songs. Yeah. I'm just gonna play fast, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, I really want to learn how to play. And that's I got into jazz and jazz yeah. theory and everything else. I could play. I know. Like it, it just like fell into place. I'm like, okay. when people like tell me now, like, oh, I want to learn like guitar. What, what should I do now? And I'm uh -huh. like, dude, just learn jazz. Yeah. Just go learn like chord melodies. It's uh -huh. simple, like, like progressions of jazz, and it'll make your life. Like easy. listen to Wes Montgomery. Listen yeah. to shit like that. Like to yeah. get into that kind of stuff. Because I mean, I. I realized that once um, I started playing with these really good kids because they're all jazz kids mm -hmm. and um, and they're really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we live. Well, I went to Parsons School of Design, and their sister school was um, they had a jazz school, and basically all the jazz guys who like went to school there um, played in like um, some of those like '90s and early 2000s like hardcore bands, yeah, like sick. the punk bands, like the bass player from like the Henry Rollins band. He was the guy who was in. He was the dean at the jazz school. Really? Yeah, he was like. That's sick. So I do think there's a correlation to that, that it's like a foundation. And to your point, like the the, the equation to surfing is that like like logging is basically like, I mean historically, yeah, it is the foundation, right? Yeah, it's the foundation. It's where this all came from. Of course. But and if you do learn, that's why I try to tell all my friends who are like primarily like I'd say like put them in the short border categories. Of course. I'm like, dude, buy a 10-0, buy a 9-8, yeah. single fin. Take it out every once in a while. Yeah. Like, trust me, it changes your surfing like no oh. fucking tomorrow. Yeah, it's. I mean, look at look at Ryan Birch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's my favorite surfer of yeah. all time. He's so good because he's because he's he longboards. I think. Yeah. He longboards and he puts in the high lines he takes on his shortboard. Yeah. Are definitely influenced by logging. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, that whole like Harrison, right? Harrison yeah. Roach, Tyler, mm -hmm. Warren, you know, mm -hmm. Devin. Like as well, like yeah. Devin Howard, like all those guys, like they ride logs, and then it's like you, you put them on something smaller equipment. They can ride them. <laughs> they make they, the only thing. Not only can they ride them, they make it look good. I think the problem I have with like theoretically with most shortboarding is like your average intermediate surfer looks like shit on a fucking shortboard <clears throat> because yeah. they didn't learn fucking anything. I know. Uh, if I my kid will definitely start on a single fin. Yeah. Or on a longer board. Yeah. So he learns where to be at, on the wave to generate mm -hmm. speed. You don't have to get up, start pumping. Get up and just take a high line, and you have just as much speed. Yeah, and it, and it looks good, right? Yeah, it looks better. Style over substance. It's something I think that's missing in this in this world. Like, like both like in music, in yeah. surfing, it's a lot of this stuff where it's like you know there's there's so much concentration on like the substance, and it's like you're forgetting the in between points. Yeah. But a lot of people are finding that out. Like uh, a lot of people are. Um, I mean, like Craig Anderson. He's oh, yeah. always been a really good like shortboard influencer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Dane Reynolds. Yeah. He's, he's pretty smooth. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Craig, but those two got like 
like Craig, like when you see him, it's like a unicorn, right? It's kind of like, oh my yeah, god, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I love, I love shortboarding. I love, I mean, but those are guys that get off and watch it. But like an Adriana D'Souza, like I could give two shits. Oh yeah, yeah. like I have. You know what's funny? The funniest thing about that is that so last year, when Felipe Toledo was, he was like suspended for one of the events, mm-hmm. like for the Fiji event, right? So he couldn't go to it. Yeah, I was surfing at um, what you call it. Spot in Dana Point, polluted beach. What's it called? Oh, Doho. Yeah, so I started putting out Doho, and there's someone like logging, and like they kind of look familiar, and I can't tell oh, who they're. And it was him. Felipe Toledo. And I was like, holy shit! Like <laughs> that's you're, cool. Like I was like, I wish. What someone, kind of board are you writing? It was like it was definitely like a traditional style log. It was probably like nine six nine eight single fin, um, not a pintail. Hurley stickers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there's like nothing on because we. This guy's this guy that I was surfing with like is the one who like noticed it. I didn't even notice who it was. Like that's was, crazy. Like, and I was like, he I, was know, I don't think I would notice it. No, I didn't know who he was. And he was like, he was like totally doing like cheater fives, and that's he was sick. like, and he had really, and he was walking, and I'm like, oh yeah, well like they shred. I mean, those kind of like if Kelly Slater was a longboarder, he'd be the best longboarder. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> He's an animal. I would, but the thing is, like, I'd love for those guys just to do it for the. Julian Wilson's a really good longboarder. Yeah, he started so, as a longboarder. Yeah, I surfed with him. Uh, Matt Newsom. Yeah. yeah, that's another guy where you paddle out and you're just like. Matt, oh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Matt C, who was on the podcast. He was like, he used to, he used to yeah. enter a contest with Julian. Oh, like, really? When they, when they were kids, yeah, yeah. logging contest. Like he's like, oh yeah, he's like Julian was like a way better logger than like he is a shortboarder. Yeah. Going, it, it's funny when people fight that thing because I've heard it about some other surfers who are like really good loggers and they're like. Like people are like, oh, you should see them on a shortboard, but you never do, and vice yeah. versa. I'd like to see that more, a little bit more. Like I said, seeing this Felipe Toledo thing, like I was yeah. like, I wish someone like even posted an Instagram clip of that just to kind of wake people up and be like, hey, look, these like guys. Exactly, I know. They're doing it, you know, kind of thing. They long were too. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> um, so with the music thing, surfing, a lot of improvisational thing, something yeah. that's going on in your life that I think that you mentioned before this that kind of isn't. I wouldn't think is very improvisational is you're going to get your pilot's license. Yeah. So, so how did, how did like, why did you want to fly? I've always, as a little kid, I've always wanted to be a Coast Guard helicopter pilot. Oh, okay. But that is nowhere what I'm going to be, no. Okay. <laughs> I, helicopter, I definitely don't fly helicopters. Uh-huh. I fly fixed, fixed wing planes. Um, to start off, my neighbor is my instructor. Oh, okay. And I went down there because he has a bunch of motorcycles, cool cars. So I went down there, I was talking about his cars, and he was like, "Oh, have you ever thought about flying?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course. Is it like, is it reality? Can you actually like, go, can I actually like, yeah. go fly?" He's like, "Yeah." So he started teaching me startup lessons a couple years ago. Um, I have my light sport license. I have my pilot license. Oh wow! And um, I'm gonna be going for my instrument uh, to fly in clouds and weather. After that, I'm gonna go for my um, Multi-engine, get a multi-engine and become an instructor, get my commercial, and um, hopefully get a job flying some weird jets around. <laughs> so you you want to fly like private jets? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you like, flying like Cessnas now and stuff like that? Yeah, they're they're similar Cessnas. They're called slings. Um, Is that like they're actually a little they're actually a little smaller than Cessnas. They're they're pretty small. Dude, Cessnas are fucking like listen. <laughs> so I have an extreme fear of flying. Uh-huh. So like I've been in a Cessna a couple of times and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> it is the scariest. Best show. thing to do. If you're scared of flying, uh-huh. is to actually fly a plane. You should go take one lesson of flying a plane. Okay. Because you can realize that you're in control of the plane, and the plane. I mean, yeah, you're not in control when you're on an airliner, but planes 
they're, they're safe, some of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just like like I have a thing. You where gotta make like, sure not to stall. Keep yeah, that, it's the turbulence thing that like keep I, that nose down. I, I can't like I. It's also like I'm I'm a control freak, so it really bothers. Yeah, me. I mean it's really fun. It's really really hard. It's a lot different than what I've always done. Uh-huh. Um, I'm really athletic kind of person. Uh-huh. It's a really uh, you gotta stick to the books. It's a lot of studying. It's a lot of tests. Yeah, like the math of it and, and the science. That, yeah, of it. and so which is cool because it's a challenge. Um, have you ever tried gliders? Gliders, no. Like a friend of mine, actually. They're crazy though. The gliding ratio. Huff's is... brother. So that's what he used to do in New York. He used uh-huh. to do like the glider thing, where it's like they, they drag that yeah. plane up really high, and, and just... then they cut the cord, and they're like, "You're on your own." And I was yeah. like, "That for me, there's some part of it for me as scared as I am of flying." Oh, the glide ratio to those things are crazy. You could glide forever. Yeah, like yeah. I, I find that like way more interesting. Like like yeah. like I'd be like more willing to be like, okay, I'll get one of those. Yeah, that you, I would not. <laughs> like, I like no. engines. I like going fast, like horsepower. Uh, so do you do you, do you race bikes too, or no, no? Um, I have a motorcycle, um, but it's mostly just from my dad and I to go ride together. Um, I have a little Harley Sportster. He has a Triumph. Oh nice, uh, Bonneville. Oh no, I think it's Bonneville. Um, but yeah, he we just go on little little rides, not too far. I'm not a hell's angels, but yeah. <laughs> uh, just around town, and uh, yeah, it's fun. How do your like so your your whole family surfing and stuff like that? How do they look at like you know how you've progressed at surfing? Like, is it something that just like they highlight, or is it just something that's like okay, it's just happening? They love it. My mom, my my dad, my dad's kind of like oh okay, like it's, it's cool for sure. But my mom, my mom loves it. My mom is obsessed with it. Uh-huh. She uh, she signed me up for almost every division probably in Lucifest, which I'm like okay. You're like all right, <laughs> do it. Mom. Like sure. Um, she loves it. She is my main sponsor. Uh-huh. She supports me uh-huh. for it, and uh, she goes to Nusa every year with me. Not this year though. Uh-huh. Um, but does she, she surf one? Did she surf last time for that? Uh, yeah, but she doesn't really surf anymore. But I think she she, she definitely paddled out because you have to surf if you if you're over there. Yeah. And um, yeah, she she goes crazy for it. She tells all her friends about it and everything. <laughs> it's funny. It's like a thing that she sits down with her with her other other mom and she's like, "Well, this is what my son was yeah, doing." Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of dope. I like. I have to tell her like, "Be quiet." I'm like, <laughs> you're like, dude, you're embarrassing Stop. me. But it's kind of awesome. I mean, oh, like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's better than like not like like. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's that's one of the big separations in like surfing versus skating is that like skating like parents actually are never proud that their kids do yeah that's true um but like surfing is something that like like, that's like, that's a really good point never thought of that i mean yes. like, i also come like, from a generation where you're like you were a skater and you got spit on like yeah that's you weren't buying your fucking boards in the mall like trust yeah. me so um you know which is a quote a quote a friend of mine said which is a famous quote that everyone so, refers to is like everybody misses the era when skating was hated on <laughs> because it was, a, it was a different like you skated because like you really wanted to skate you didn't that's skate cool. because your friends did that's really cool okay. now it's just like you skate it's like baseball yeah it is <laughs> yeah it's like everybody has a skateboard like the kind of thing yeah. I know for me it's like you know we all growing up in New York we all wanted to surf we just couldn't like if you're gonna tell and yeah. if people start telling me this like Rockway surf bullshit I don't want to fucking hear it because yeah. I tried doing that and it's garbage <laughs> okay guys like I get it one of my ex-girlfriend's dad is one of the original Rockway boys Still not buying it. Still not buying it. You got to be like someplace like uh, Southern California or in Australia or yeah. Hawaii. Um, do you make it out to Hawaii at all? You're, no. No. Um, I used to as a kid just for like family vacation. You guys would but go. Yeah. I never actually surfed it. Like okay. surfed over in Hawaii. 
I mean, not since I can like actually kind of surf. Logging, it's it's not a place to log. Yeah, but I don't even like logging. I mean, like I, I like log, I, I love it, but yeah. like if if I had like barreling beach break every day, I would shortboard every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna surf whatever like the occasion, but I love shortboarding. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing like thrusters or fishes? Or... Um, right now, I'm actually surfing an asymmetric board. Oh, who um, from who? From uh, my friend Diogo Appleton, uh-huh. he shaped it over in Portugal. Okay. Um, I was over there, and then he brought it back. I brought it back, and it's a five nine asymmetrical thruster setup, though it's not asymmetrical setup. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's a little bit more like you can go left, you can go right, uh-huh. but prefers right for sure. Um, it's different, which is why I like it. <laughs> what do you find? What do you find? Like, what's different about it being asymm? Um, it's really loose, like. Oh, okay. um, it's loose, but then it kind of holds when you're coming in, like when you're bringing it around, like in a roundhouse. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's because you got like, you know, on the right side, you got um, like the pintail feel, so mm-hmm. you gain as much board as possible in the wave. Okay. And on the left side, you got like the, like the fish kind of thing, like kind of deal, because it, you know, the left side comes down and it's a point. Yeah. And it's rounded on the other side. And so, oh, wow. So I think coming off your toe, like on your toe side, it's just trying to get as much board in the water as possible. Coming so out. there's a longer line on that edge, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's different. I feel like I've surfed it enough times where I'm just used to it now. Do you surf it here? Yeah. Okay. I have a five nine, and then I have a six four. Um, six four, I have to be waxed up because it hasn't even been good this winter. Yeah, I mean, we haven't <laughs> had anything. We haven't yeah. had anything that's been over like chest high, and that's like it's never even been yeah. chest high. I think. I know it's been so bad, but uh, that's surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think also, like, with these conditions, is like, we had two years of, like, like, two... Oh, like, pretty pretty good waves. Oh, my God, forget it. Like, for but me... But not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was actually, like, kind of, like, it was, like, the perfect time to progress in surfing for me, because I was, like, every day I go out, it's, it's like, like, great, I, this is, like, head high. Last, <laughs> I, was, like, I know, last year was crazy. We had waves constant. Like, the winter was, like, insane. Like, I was surfing Topanga like a maniac. Like, <laughs> I was just, like, I was there, like, five days a week. It was like always like the smallest it ever was was waist high. I had no issues. <laughs> like it was like, although I kind of like what what these conditions have kind of done. It's like thin the crowd out a little. Yeah. But there's a reason that the crowd's there. It's just not that good. Always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've you've gone all over the world and, and and surfed a bunch of places. Yeah. If you had to pick one break that's your favorite break, that if you were like, hey, this is my favorite break, which one is it and why? Raincoat's a pretty good wave, but oh. <laughs> it's kind of boring because it's not too far from the house. Um, oh, uh, probably like tea tree in Nusa is a really fun wave. Uh-huh. It's um, it's it's just like up the point. It's like you walk around the point from first. It's point. around the corner. Yeah, it's around the corner, and um, when it's good, it's really good because it's a good shortboard wave and it's a good logging wave. It, so it's um, like one of those combo waves. Like yeah. Perfect. And, and actually, when it's big, you'll only see shortboarders out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't want loggers out there, I think. Um, and so that's a, that's a really good wave. It bowls really, like, perfectly on the inside. Steep, um, fast. Uh-huh. Um, steep and fast. Yeah. Two key words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not like a lot of Australian waves. Are kind of like, yeah. They're quick. And that, that's honestly, yeah, it'd probably be tea tree on, like, a good day. But also, Rincon is just, like, a machine. I read those Rincon. Catch I've only surfed it like seriously like what was it twice now in yeah. the winters and it wasn't like it was, it was just like chop Kelly Slater Wave Pool is my favorite wave 
Would you would accept the invitation there? I would. Yeah. See, I would. Sure. I would do it. You would? No. I would. I would accept the invitation to look at it. I wouldn't get in the water. There's, what? There's something fundamental. How could you not get in the because water? Because I, it's also again, it comes back to my skateboarding thing. Like I hate skate parks. And I okay. Street skate skateboard. Well, then like, yeah. there's that. <laughs> yeah, it's just in my head where I'm like, I don't want a perfect ledge. I want the ledge that has cracks in it that I have to figure out how it works that tears the shit out of my board that's versus cool. being like. That's okay. like, like yeah. you know, like a perfect manicured wave for me. It's kind of like there's nothing. Like I was thinking about this. Like I was surfing, uh, what was it? Venice Pier the other day. Shitty spot. Let's all admit it. Shitty spot. But, and it was sectioning really weird. And I had the most fun because like I had to think on my toes. Like, oh my God, it's sec- like, it was just yeah. kind of like, and I was like, if it was a perfect wave, I would be bored to death. Oh my God. <laughs> Now, I, I do think the thing that's interesting about the Kelly Slater wave pool, like everybody's got their own debate. This is my take on I'm not a hater yeah. on it. I think it's awesome they're doing it. I think it's dumb that's on the tour. I think it's... Dude, they took out... I, I don't think it should be on tour. Mm-hmm. I think it should be a separate event. Like if you want oh, to yeah, have, that, yeah. have it a separate WSL event, I don't think it should count as points no. against this whole thing. It should, you should take out... You should take out... Fucking four. trestles. Trestles, yeah. Which yeah. has been shitty a co- for a couple years, but it's still... You can't take it out. Dude, you have Rio and you're not going to have trouble. I mean, come on. That's I know. Like, that's like stupid. <laughs> that's like dumb. Like really like the only reason they have Rio is because they have all these Brazilians. I know. Right. Did you see that thing about how like, like now, like they're not going to be able to have like the pipe masters like in 2019. Yeah. What? Because they didn't sign the permit. Right. <laughs> oh my God. So we go there. My wife and I, we, we go there during that season yeah. for like three weeks every year um, because it's during it's Thanksgiving. It's like, you yeah. take off the ways are actually like pumping. They're pumping. It's not too terrifying. Like it's not too scary. Um, we go there for like three weeks and stuff. So we're usually like we usually see like the end of the Hollywood contest and the beginning of sunset, and we stay at, right at sunset point, this house on the cool. beach, uh, kind of thing. But it, I, I remember telling those guys there last year, uh, last season we were there. I was like, I'm telling you, something's gonna happen. They're not gonna have pipe masters. And my friend texted me from there, and he was like, You were right. I was like, Dude, they're oh my gosh, they're idiots who run that. But that's a that that's a totally separate thing. Yeah. Um, if you could if there, we'll end it on, on this last question. What is the most valuable lesson you think you've learned from surfing? From surfing? Yeah. Um, well. Um, like that you apply to your like outside surfing world? Outside, probably just be patient. Okay. You have to be really patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you gotta wait for waves. You have to wait for situations in life. You have to, um, yeah, be patient for whatever comes to you. Also, while while you're surfing, you don't know if a wave's gonna come to you or not. You gotta uh, you gotta like kind of find a wave. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I'd say just like be patient. Um, yeah, honestly, that's like all. No, I that's, a great, that's that's a great thing to learn. Uh, is there anybody you want to thank? Shout out that helped you. Uh, yeah, um, I want to thank you for having me on this I want to thank uh, Mike Siorda Sean O'Brien Ed Solt oh my god can't forget anything else uh, Mitch Sermon and Rhythm for supporting me and my mom <laughs> and that's it that's it <laughs> awesome thanks for sitting down with us alright thanks man thanks so much to Hudson for sitting down with us and uh giving a little insight into his life. I think he's one of the new, for me, he's one of the new guys like Chris Hall and Grant Noble and so forth that are 
bringing in a lot of aspects of traditional logging, but pushing it forward a bit more. You know, mo if you notice most of these newer loggers like him and Chris Hall and Grant Noble and such, they, as much as they log, they also surf other boards. And I think that's something that's a valuable lesson for people. I think you can't get stuck on just surfing one kind of board. I know for me, I get the most enjoyment out of being able to hop between different boards and I bring something to each board style from the previous one. So whether it be like I'm logging for a couple of days and all of a sudden I jump on one of my faster mid lengths or I'm riding a hull and all of a sudden I jump onto my log. Like there's something I always bring from the, each other, um, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of people should do that. So this younger generation is probably one of the best at doing it. I mean, obviously Joel, who's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the godfather of the movement we love, does that more than anyone else. I think there's a lot of people who get stuck in this log only mentality. And it's great to see the younger people not be into that um, and kind of mixing it up. But again, thank you, Hudson. Thanks for sitting down with us. Uh, we have links to his music that he spoke about and some videos that he's done in our full description. But I want to get back into it. Uh, get into some more tracks, again, mixing it up, and then we're gonna come back with some short takes. So I'll see you in a couple of minutes. Peace. Complex 
and check. Stop bluffing, cause you ain't saying nothing, G. And start ducking on the A to the fucking G. Last LP, we got downright. Showed all these corny motherfuckers what hip hop supposed to sound like. C A G and a brother show. Quiet is kept, it's best that you step on the low. Warrior, indeed, I'll destroy ya. In 
who you worship. That's recommended. Ass kicks come splendid. Long winded, but I don't need my respiratory to bless my story. You got nothing for me. It's been plotted behind doors. They scheming up for my arrival. Rappers are teaming up. Doing symphonies. It's gonna be limping if seas when I plan my rap. You be left handicapped. Sweat gather because I bring you no jalopy. Building on heads that be older than your poppy. Pack a win, YPF back, spin to the essence. You get startled on the presence when the east is in the house. Oh my god. the bodega border crew podcast volume 28 hope you guys been digging the show so far uh again just some really fun tracks in there i just want to have a good time uh you know i'm trying to make it a little bit more interesting for you guys um so those are some obscure tracks for some famous artists that i love and i hope you like them uh but let's do a little housekeeping this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 28 Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our main page description at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com as well as our full tra- uh, full description on your iTunes player where you'll find track listings, uh, links to things we're talking about, links pertaining to Hudson and things that he spoke about. Um, but for now, let's get into some short takes. The first short take I have has to do with Mick Fanning retiring from the tour. Now. I know we don't cover a lot of the WSL stuff uh, too often. I mostly cover it to bash it because I think they're a shitty fucking corporation. And I think they what they do for surfing is really shitty. But, you know, I, it, that's nothing to, against the athletes involved. You know, these guys are superior surfers. They're the top of the top of the shortboard game. Uh, they, you know, grind it out all the time. Uh, they're, you know, their season is bigger than any other sports season in terms of length you know um they're really on the grind all the time and their their time off is like maybe a couple weeks before they get back into like training mode if you will and one of those people that's got to be admired on the tour is mick fanning you know multiple won a couple of uh world titles um always one of the best competitors to see i think it's great to see people like him on the tour where he was a really well-rounded surfer Um, had a lot of power and stuff and I think it's even better to see him stepping away from this competitive surfing because I think he he's going to get back to enjoying surfing you know he's had a lot of stuff in his personal life happen over the last two years he had that famous shark attack (laughs) during during a heat which is still one of the craziest things to ever watch Um, I think we'll post a link to it uh, in our description Uh, but you know 
I've seen him surf in person. He's a lot of fun. I've heard nothing but good things about him um, from people. So, you know, happy trails, Mick. Uh, thank you for everything you've done for surfing. Um, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do outside of competitive surfing because that's what I'm more interested in. And I think all your fans want to see that. The second short take we have this week is a link to a video that Levi Prairie put out with uh, Dash Surfboards uh, called Dirty Martini. Uh, Dash Surfboards is his brother Tanner's uh, imprint, uh, who I'm going to have on this podcast hopefully soon. Going down there to interview him, uh, hopefully. And the Dirty Martini model is uh, Levi's model that he made. And it's it's interesting because it's the video is cool, it's dope. It's really fun. I think Levi had a lot of fun with it, writing music and like kind of doing some like little acting skit. Um, it's, a, it's really his personality. Um, after meeting him, I can definitely say it's 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 dead on. Uh, but uh, it's really cool to check out his surfing and uh, the spots he's surfing on that board because I think it's more of the kind of logging that I'm into, not this just stationary nose ride thing, but this really you know involvement kind of uh, style. Uh, which a lot of the boards that I'm getting into are kind of being that that way where it's, you know, wide point back, pulled in nose, you know, longer, thinner uh, kind of thing. Uh, and it's fun to see what he does with that board. Uh, so I would recommend checking out the video. Uh, check out their boards as well. Um, go visit them at the Costa Mesa Surf Club down in Costa Mesa if you have a chance. They're great guys. Levi's a great guy. Uh, his brother is I think one of the best up-and-coming shapers, uh, probably the top 10 up-and-coming shapers out of Southern California. So definitely go take a look at the video. Our last set of short takes has to do with something that's not so fun. And one of them is Lion Heron. Lion Heron is a Malibu local who uh, basically has been in and out of uh, treatment for his tumors. Had a huge surgery, I think 10 years ago or something where they thought they got rid of most of his cancerous tumors and now news has come that it's come back and it's been growing twice as fast and uh, he's he has a tough battle ahead of him and uh, you know I'm not gonna get too much into the story because I want you guys to follow a link I put up in the description where you actually uh, learn a little bit more about it but mostly I want you guys to uh, be able to donate. Donate $10, $20 for his cause because it's going to be a long road. Um, he has to go through six months of chemo. It's pretty gnarly. Um, I think he'll pull through uh, just because he has, as corny as it sounds, he has the whole community on his back. Um, we're all supporting him. We're all rooting for him. Uh, we're all going to do whatever we can to help him uh, because he's one of our own. And I think it's nice to see that the surfing community really comes together in times like this. On top of that, he's just a really great guy amazing photographer, um, their stories floating all around. I will not accept that someone like him will pass, um, so I will do whatever I can to help the cause. So please, please, please go to our description. There's a link to his fun uh, fundraiser thing and donate some money. Even if it's five bucks, it's gonna help. The last short take we have this week has to do with Dylan Reader's mom raising some money for the Leukemia Foundation. Uh, if you don't know who Dylan Reader is, Dylan Reader was uh, a skateboarder who who was really important to the scene and to people personally. He passed away a little over a year ago from a long battle with leukemia that came on really fast. Uh, it was something that shook the world uh, of skating pretty hard. Uh, he touched a lot of people's lives and his skating was unbelievable. Uh, his mom is running the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon and she's raising 
money through team and training uh, in his honor. And if you go to the link that we've posted, you can actually read all about uh, the whole process that happened with Dylan um, battling the disease that ultimately, the disease itself didn't take his life, but he had complications because of the disease. I know for me, uh, twofold, uh, this, you know, hits home and I only met Dylan one time uh, through Keith over at, uh, I think it was the Huff Christmas party one year. And it was in the middle of him going through treatment and we had some clue about it, but you would never have been able to tell that he was going through cancer treatment as intensely as he was uh, that night just because of the energy and the positivity he had and that smile. Uh, the other thing too is, you know, I watch any of his video clips now and it's like watching footage of Hendrix playing live where you see the absolute amazing talent and, and potential that he's having at that time. And all you could do is think in your head is what would have been, what could have been if they were around. Uh, so she's raising money for this. I think it's really valuable to help her out. Uh, I've donated a little bit. Also, as a runner and someone who's run for charities and marathons and half marathons, it really helps people get through that race uh, knowing that there's a support system in place. And as corny as that sounds, it, going 26.2 miles is a, no matter how many times you do it, is one of the hardest things to do more mentally than physically. And she needs our help, and I think we should help in, you know, in the name of Dylan. Uh, but that's it this week. I'm glad you guys came and listened to this, downloaded it. Uh, spread the word if you can. Leave a review if you can. Uh, just a little info on what's going on with Bodega Border Crew. We finished the final mix of the Lucy's uh, soundtrack. So that's all done. Uh, Ryan from LogRap has it. Um, we're starting to gather footage. We're trying to shoot some new stuff for it. We had a lot of people commit to it uh, recently that I'm really excited about. And I'll talk about that more as we shoot them because I don't want to... Uh, say that we have someone and then they don't do it but let's just say it's going to be a, a short logging video that's going to have a lot of big names in it uh, both new and old so I'm excited about that uh, we also have been working hard on securing some deals to make our apparel and product line come out uh, not sure when it's going to come out but uh, having some meetings with some friends and trying to make that all happen I am really excited because it's much more than printed t-shirts. It's um, some some product design stuff that I'm kind of excited about putting out there. But more news of that to come in the future. But anyway, I'm going to leave with some dub style dance hall, uh, a little departure from the norm, and uh, with our famous words, uh, no need to bust a craze on a wave. Uh, you know, there's waves out there. Let's all be friends. Let's try to smile at each other. Let's hang out afterwards, grab a beer talk shit who knows um you know like i said in the beginning of this episode one thing i've learned is that with a great attitude in the lineup you can make two foot waves seem like they're five foot waves really fast um with a shitty attitude you can make five foot waves seem like they're one inch waves so go out there try to have a good time and i'll catch you guys next time peace
John know me pigeon man, them better than the rest. Tommy said, bro, but bring up here, come give me Lord and take set. Me belong the group and the tree make them nestle. But Lord, Lord, God, them take a set one house. Stop, John know the pigeon, them lay the egg, them hot, and they bring one in, and they bring two cock in. Taffy, me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Don't know me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. In the morning, them cool and them puff up in chest. And when them hungry, and them go scratch and sniff. Don't know me feed them with corn and something gone. I just the other day to other pigeon bun. Taffy, me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Taffy, me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. I tell you, say, one a full white, one of them a black and brown. Me love my pigeon, cause them stick around. Them fly from me shoulder, them fly from me head. Any man can one of them loud, me high run red. Me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Taffy, me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Don't know me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. In the morning, them cool and they puff up in the And when them hungry, I then go scratch and sniff. I know me feed them with corn and something gone. I just the other day, two other pigeon buns. Tamping me pigeon, them are super duper. I know me pigeon, them are super duper. Me get two in and two cock, but me call it cock rooster. Me pigeon, man, them super duper. I think look in the morning, them fly. Them start to holler when they want feed them water. Slam on the little me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Don't know me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Say, bro, but bring up here, come give me Lord them texts. Me belong to the group and the tree make But not long time, take a set one on stop. Set the pigeon, them lay, the egg, them out. Them bring two in and them bring two cock I feel me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. I feel me pigeon, man, them better than the rest. Thank <laughs> you. 